U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is back in the Middle East for another whirlwind trip. It's his fifth visit to the region since Hamas attacked Israel four months ago to the day. And I know we usually describe a lot of these trips as high stakes, but this one really does feel that way. That's because there is a proposal out there for a new hostage release and potential ceasefire in Gaza. And on Tuesday, after meeting with the Qatari prime minister, Blinken said Hamas had responded. We're reviewing that response now, uh, and I'll be discussing it with the government of Israel tomorrow. There's still a lot of work to be done, but we continue to believe that an agreement is possible and indeed essential. Qatar's prime minister outlined a positive response from Hamas, but as the world waits, anger is rising to the surface inside Israel. A lot of these people were saying that they feel like the government is failing in the number one priority, which is keeping their citizens safe. Today, why hostage families aren't the only ones making their voices heard. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. Ivana Kotezova is a senior producer with CNN International. She's back in Jerusalem. And I wanted to talk to her to get a full sense of the mood on the ground four months after October 7th. So today, we're going to talk about a complicated wave of anger inside Israel over how the war is unfolding. And then later this week, Ivana is going to come back to tell us about the dire situation inside Gaza. I started off part one of our chat by asking her to explain what we know right now about the actual goal of Israel's military operation. Well, David, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says that the end goal is destroying Hamas and making sure that Hamas does not have the capabilities to launch another attack. And, you know, the truth is they have, Israel has managed to decrease that capability for sure. On the other hand, rockets are still being fired from Gaza. So even if Israel manages to dismantle the leadership, even if they manage to destroy the majority of the tunnels and the weapon manufacturing facilities and and all these things that they say Hamas has at their disposal, there are two big caveats. One of them is the very top leadership of Hamas isn't even in Gaza, right? They they live in Qatar. And... And Israel can't really get them there. So that is one major problem for Israel. And the other one is that really there doesn't seem to be a plan for what happens after the war. Hmm. And I think it's interesting to see that there is a large part of the Israeli society that is getting really angry. And if you remember Israel before the October 7 terror attacks, it was extremely divided country. They had protests, mass protests in the streets every Saturday, uh, protesting against Benjamin Netanyahu and his government. And after the attack, the the sort of collective trauma and the shock of this incredible massacre that was so large that these divisions were almost forgotten for a bit. But I think that is now changing. Can you tell me why are you and the people here so angry with the government that you would come out to protest during a war? 
It's been over three months and the government still hasn't taken care of the basic things it needs for the refugees in the country, for the reserves who are coming back to be students at the academy. And On Saturday I went to a big protest in, in Tel Aviv where people were saying, you know, it's terrible, we're at war, we need to be united. But the truth is that this government is not functioning in a way we want it to function. They're not making the rational decisions, they're still giving money for political needs. And we understand that we need a new government and a new leadership as soon as possible so that we can actually get to a good place for this war, for this entire country and this entire land. And a lot of these people were saying that they feel like the government is failing in the number one priority, which is keeping their citizens safe. That's interesting, because I think a lot of the protests that we've heard about have been directly aimed at the hostages. Get the hostages home. These hostage families have been out there. They just want their loved ones back. But you're saying that there are other folks who are kind of just saying our government just isn't working right now and, and they're against the war in that respect. Absolutely. Yes. Some people say that uh, Israel is at war. There needs to be unity and process like this might lead to more divisions. What do you think about that? I don't think it will lead to a more division because there is a consensus that this government doesn't work properly. Perhaps some of the people don't agree it's time to protest, but most of us agree that things need to change and things need to look differently. And I, I need to stress that these are two separate groups and that the political protesters seem to be very careful about not seeming to be hijacking the, the hostage situation. Mm. So, you know, there are in Tel Aviv, there are two separate places where these group meets. There are people who would go to both. But I think it's important to say that, you know, this this wave of political protest is once again on the rise. It is not anywhere near the scale that we saw before the attacks, but it is there. More with Ivana after the break. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support your sleep number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Tug of War. I'm speaking with CNN's Ivana Kotasova. So you're saying like a lot of these anti-government protesters, some of those people are still saying we should be at war? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So most Israelis are still backing the operation in Gaza. I think the mainstream opinion in Israel still is that this war is just, that Israel is defending itself. So most people support the military operation. 
but they don't support the way the government is handling it. Mm. So that is things like the government being accused of not providing enough support to people who have been displaced by the fighting from around the Gaza Strip and mm. from around the northern border of Lebanon. Tell me, you survived the worst terror attack in Israel's history and you are here tonight to speak and protest against the government. Why? I think the government, I think it's quite obvious actually, um, the government is responsible for what happened. They are responsible for our safety. There is an unwritten or even a written contract between uh, countries, citizens and their governments and their country that their first and utmost priority is to, to take care of your life. For instance, one of the people who spoke at the anti-government protest was a survivor from Kibbutz Beri, which is one of the kibbutzim in uh, near Gaza Strip that was really, really badly hit by the attack. They had many people murdered. They had people kidnapped. And, and this woman went on to stage and she said, I'm a survivor of Barry attack and no one from the government contacted me. Wow. We are living as refugees in a hotel with a government that is not taking any sort of responsibility. Um, no one came to see us. No one said we're sorry. Uh, they're working against us. And, you know, there are lots of people like that. I do think it gets like boiled down sometimes where it's just like, oh, hostage families are mad. But like there's a lot more reasons to be mad than just that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, another example. Today we met a man who is from Zderot, which is the town that is on the northern border of Gaza with Israel. And it's it's the town that is one of the closest to the border. And it's the town that is known to always be under attack by rockets. So were they in your house? I know you, you were hiding on your roof. Oh yeah. my God. No, but we didn't, we didn't enter. Uh, and you were hiding for 20 hours, I heard. Yeah. So when the, the attack happened and when the conflict started, people were evacuated from Zderod. And this man from Zderod is saying that the government is now telling him to go back, that it's safe. Hmm. Despite the fact that there are still rocket attacks. Right. So the government is trying to convince you to go home? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Why? Um, so depend who you're asking. And he was saying, look, I just spent three months as a reservist in Gaza fighting for this country. I pay my taxes. I'm about to head to the northern border as a reservist to fight there. And yet the government is calling me and telling me that my wife and my two little children should go back to Zderot because it's safe now. And when I say, but it's not safe, there is still rocket attacks, they don't have an answer. Until now, I think that one of the most be beautiful faces of Israel was the fact that, that they did that. Hmm. They didn't use me as a, as a human shield or say they want me to stay home because if they show victory or whatever. Yeah. But we feel that um, financial uh, uh, thinking, or, or not exactly financial thinking, but some voices in the government want us to go home before we actually can. And he is convinced that they are asking him to go back for financial reasons, because it is expensive to place people in hotels and things like that. Sure. But 
you know, it, it's yet another reason to be angry with the government. Ivana, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz, Taylor Galgano, and me, David Rind. Our senior producer is Haley Thomas, Dan Zula is our technical director, and Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dionora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andres, Nicole Passeru, and Lisa Namorau. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson, Matt Wells, and Katie Hinman. We'll be back on Friday. Talk to you then. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.